Hey, 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 Closet Busters, come on and gather around. It's time once again to kick down those closet doors of life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, bold move expert and coming out coach, and I'm going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on, grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step in to living your truth as we explore more stories, tips, and tricks for living your life uncloseted. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. It is time. It's the first of the year. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? It's already January and it is time once again for us to dive into that closet and come out of whatever closets are holding you back. And I thought it'd be kind of cool as we're going through 2019 to have a theme each month and this month's theme is really about where I start with most people. It's about giving yourself this permission to do something, whether that's leaving your job, whether it's getting out of a crappy relationship or saying, I'm going to give myself permission to lose weight and do it on my terms, or it could even be leaving your job. And I know we've had these conversations before, but the person that I am so excited to have on the podcast right now is a colleague of mine, we both work um, with Grant Baldwin in the speaker lab. We're both speakers. We're both people who've done consulting. And we both come out of the corporate world to finally go, screw this, I'm doing my thing. And um, I know we've told these kind of stories, but here's what I love about Melanie Diesel. We both kind of come from that same space where we kind of got to that point in our careers where it's like, okay, we're done. We need to do something different. Didn't know how that looked. And we both struggled in different ways to give ourselves permission to go do this. And then when you finally give yourself permission to do that thing, everything opens up. And that's why I thought in January, having Melanie come on and share with us and talk about her business and the struggles and everything, it would be a perfect way to what happens when you give yourself permission (laughs) and all the fears and everything that come along with that. So um, welcome to the podcast, my friend, Melanie Diesel. I'm so glad to have you here. I'm excited to share my story. Yeah, so this is really um, like the kickoff. We are doing this every month. We're going to have a theme, kind of walk people through this. But I think for most of us who make this decision that, okay, we're finally going to go do something, I really think it comes out of this place of confusion. And in that confusion, we finally have to give ourselves permission. But I don't want to guide that as part of your story. (laughs) Why don't you just kind of talk about where you were, what started happening for you when you really did truly take the bold move and say, hey, this is what I'm going to go do. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things where I can't really remember a pinpoint where a, a day where I decided, where I woke up and said, like, this is the day I'm yep. quitting, I'm building something. I think it was sort of a slow burn. I think it was a period of several months where I started to feel less and less fulfilled by the work that I was doing. I started to get increasingly frustrated um, yep. by things that didn't bother me in the past. And yep. I started to realize there's there's got to be a better way. I remember feeling fulfilled. I remember feeling creatively energized. I remember being excited to come to work and how do I create that again? Mm. So it was a period of several months, I think, where I was having those kinds of conversations with my family, with my partner, you know, with, with friends trying to figure out how do I, how do I identify what lights me up and then bring more of that into my world. And I I was very lucky that at that point I was doing some speaking on behalf of my team. So I was going to conferences, I was talking about our work, I was talking about our mission. And I realized that I was often most excited about those things, which happen outside of the office, not at my desk, Right, uh, right. you know, then the things that I was doing day to day. And so for me, it was that moment of thinking, 
is this a viable career? Is it a viable career for me to take the knowledge that I've picked up at these various jobs? You know, I had worked at the New York right. Times, at Huffington Post, at Time Incorporated. Um, is there a way for me to make sharing that knowledge with others my my mission is is that possible and I think it was hard for me to envision what that looked like you know I went to school for journalism where um, autonomy is not something that you're really taught I mean you know you're that's not the kind of thing you typically right. do in a bubble by yourself it's not an entrepreneurial uh, feat so to say right um, you're also not generally expecting to make much money when you study journalism. Mm -hmm. So the idea yeah. that I could be a business person, that I could set up a company on my own with the intention of autonomously sharing knowledge with others and having that be a viable career was really a tough thing for me to, to conceptualize. And it was so helpful for me during that time to be able, be able to find people who were doing pretty much exactly that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, whether that was other speakers and entrepreneurs to, to surround myself with people who could give me a model for what that kind of life looks like. I think in so many ways, you know, it's that if you can't see it, you can't be it kind of right. reality and, and surrounding myself with those people was really helpful for visualizing what that kind of life could look like. Yeah. And it's so interesting as you're sharing this, because there were three things that just came out of this, out of everything. There's a lot there, but you know, the question, is there a way having a hard time to envision it? And the idea that you could, these are so many things that are kind of the base elements of this whole, how do you make a bold move? How do you step out of that closet to be the thing you want to be and to live life on your terms? And those questions always come up. It's like, I don't know if I can actually see myself doing that. I don't know if there's a way. And is this idea something I could really do? And these are those things, whether it's about coming out of the closet in your sexuality or, you know, stepping out of that corporate role. And most people get stuck right there and they spin. And, and I'm not saying you're spinning, but I love the concept that, you know, for those few months you were like, okay, I'm in this. And I, I think this is the key moment that people miss that this doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> you got to give oh, yourself yeah. the time to go do this stuff. And when I'm working with clients, that's like, well, okay, well, I need to get this done now. I'm like, I know you want to get this done now, but you haven't let this percolate enough. There, you're gonna if you go off now and do it, you're gonna be right back here. And we're gonna be doing the same thing, you know, three months to six months from now. I think a big thing for me of being able to overcome some of that spinning to kind of break out of that cycle, like I said, was having people who could be a voice of reason, who could pull me out of those thought patterns, who could give me the examples and the encouragement that I needed. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always said. I never really thought of myself as an entrepreneurial person. Again, I was expecting to be part of a big publishing machine and be reporting. And, and that's right. the career I envisioned. But my husband, at that point, he was just my boyfriend, but you know, he was an entrepreneur. And so it was much easier for him to visualize that kind of life, to visualize those business mm -hmm. models, to see how yeah. that would work. And having him by my side saying, yes, I know you can do this. I know people who can do this. And, and reminding me when I got nervous that, this, this is going to be part of it. You're going to be nervous. You're going to wonder how it's going to work, but you got to sit with that and learn to embrace that. Um, I don't know that I ever would have had the confidence to make that jump. I think I may have been desk frustrated for a long time if I hadn't had him sort of patting me on the back and pulling me aside and pushing me forward when I needed it. Right. And I think this is an important piece that people sometimes over, they overlook. Yes, you can have friends that are like, oh, I'm going to encourage you. Okay, that's great. We need that piece of this too. But I also believe in my heart of hearts, finding the people 
who are doing this, doing that thing you're doing. Now, that doesn't mean your husband was speaking, but it's finding that group of people who can say, I've been there. I know, you know, I hate to say I know exactly what you're doing because we all do it differently, but <laughs> it's finding that right group. And when you find that right group, then you can pick up the phone and go, okay, this really sucks. And then they can say, yeah, yeah, it does. But then here's some ideas and here's some concepts and you got to go through this. And sometimes we go for the friend thing, like, okay, I'll just have a good circle of friends. Absolutely. You need that piece because there's going to be an element that they serve. But what you need is the people who have already gone down this path. Yeah. And that are pushing some of, they push some of their own envelopes and they're probably still, <laughs> they're probably still overcoming stuff too. I like having people, you know, and I consider you one of those people because you're like a few steps ahead of me right now in that speaking space that I can go, okay, I'm kind of watching what somebody's doing. Oh, okay. Got it. I get what they're doing. Not that I'm going to copy them, but it's like, okay, yeah, they've already kind of walked through this. Well, and I think in the rest of our lives, you know, outside of our career, maybe we see this a little more clearly. You know, if I decided tomorrow, God forbid, that I wanted to run a marathon, I need to know what shoes to get. And I don't know the answer to that. I need to know how to train in the gym. And I don't know the answer to that. So the first thing I would do is talk to someone who's been there. I'd call up a friend who's been running and get their advice on shoes. I'd go to the shoe store and I'd let the, the representative there coach me through finding the right one. I'd find a trainer who's going to show me the steps I need to take. And I think it's so easy to think of our career as this thing you're just supposed to figure out on your own or this thing that happens right. to you. And so it is much more uncomfortable when you're trying to build something on your own and you have to admit you don't know those things. Yep. Honestly, you're going to save yourself so much time and so much heartache and probably a lot of mistakes if you're willing to open up and ask for help from, like you said, those people who may be a few steps ahead of you or who are on a similar path that can give you some insights from, from their experience. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. My husband and I were... Um driving back from Santa Barbara last night and we were having a, a somewhat similar conversation because he's just finished his coaching certification. And he's trying to like find his footing for the right person. And so I kind of went through the typical, well, the who and do what statement, who do you serve? What do you do? Da, da, da. You know, we're, and he knows that. I mean, he's not, he's not stupid to that because he's been in, out in the business world. But what was so interesting is he brought forth that he really likes working with women and helping them bring forth those things they've forgotten that they really want to be doing those special things that, you know, because they got busy with a career or with motherhood or whatever it might be. And it comes down to this confidence to bring those things forward. And I said, well, it's kind of the same thing I'm saying. It's like this permission thing. You got to give yourself permission to go bring those things forward. And I know for you, one of the things that popped up just recently was you talked about this particular leather pant outfit that you wore <laughs> at a speaking engagement and it actually, well, I'm going to kind of let you tell the story, but it brought you to some spaces where you realize, I'm so glad I hired this person and have this person yep. in my backyard and all this sort of stuff. So um, again, this is a permission thing to start to see what you need to help you catapult. So I'm going to kind of let you share that story there because I thought it would be really good in this month to say, here's another piece of how you take permission and you yep. go do the thing you need to do to really get where you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I noticed that it didn't take long for me to be out speaking and, and taking on this sort of public figure role to realize that it was a different world. It's different expectations. And so one of the things I was finding is I would see photos or video of myself after speaking and think, man, I felt good when I was up there. But looking back visually at this footage, I don't feel like I'm representing myself well. I don't look confident or I, I'm not carrying myself in a way that represents what I feel. 
And I was seeing so many other female speakers who I felt like were doing that, right? They looked awesome. They were confident. They were, they they looked like rock stars up there. And I, I couldn't quite figure out what was missing. I, I just felt like I don't know how to create that image, right? From a visual standpoint, fashion, hair, makeup, et cetera. And it's not something to teach you, right? Like this is not a class in school, how to, how to dress like a public figure, how to create a brand with your fashion choices. And I remember feeling distinctly like there was something wrong with me because I didn't know how to do that, that I saw all Mm -hmm. these other women doing it. Why couldn't I figure it out? And it wasn't until I started having that conversation, opening up about that insecurity with some of these women, that they revealed that they weren't doing it on their own either, that they right. were working with stylists. That one woman I spoke to, I told her, I was like, your hair always looks fabulous. Like, how do you have a good hair day every day? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. And she said, well, I have a hairstylist come to my apartment three days a week and do my hair. So it's, all, it, you know, I'm not doing it. I can't make it look like this. Right. And that was the moment for me where I realized despite how uncomfortable and unfamiliar it is to me that I would possibly have a stylist helping me pick my clothes, like things that you Mm -hmm. could do on your own. It made me so uncomfortable at first to think that I was designating myself worthy of that kind of thing, right? Like I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not a Kardashian here. Right. Um, Exactly. But once I kind of got over that, um, I, I started working with a stylist. It was about six months ago. Um, I, I spent a lot of time with her on, on video chat, showing her things in my wardrobe, talking about how I wanted to feel, what I wanted to emphasize versus downplay, the kind of impression I wanted to give. And she has given me so much. Uh, I mean, from a tactical standpoint, learning what sort of shapes and, and patterns and whatnot flatter my body shape, learning what kind of outfits go well together so that it makes packing for travel a lot easier. Um, and just giving me the gift of being able to to feel confident when I step up on stage. And so the story you mentioned is about a week ago, I got my speaker evaluations back from an event. And mm-hmm. one of the comments from an attendee was about my killer leather pants. And, you know, I think for some people, the idea that someone's praising your outfit when you're up there delivering knowledge might seem right, right. creepy or like, it, like they were focused on the wrong thing. But for me, what that said is I'm doing a good job. I've accepted mm-hmm. this, this invitation to give myself permission to, to make some bold choices, to, to wear something I wouldn't. Um, right. And I've had that recognized, that it was working, that it fit with my brand, that it gave the impression I was trying to give. And so mm-hmm. it sort of validated for me that that is something that's important. And even if it feels weird, like for me to say I have a stylist seems, again, like a Kardashian thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but to accept that that is something that supports my other goals, to, to mm-hmm. be professional, to, to grow a brand – um, it's kind of an interesting emotional journey to say that sure. you know, a pair of leather pants may have changed my own brand and my impression of myself. But I think it's really important to, to give yourself permission to get help on those things that you want to improve. It is. And whether it be becoming a better speaker or permission to go, okay, I really don't know how to maximize my revenue when there's like all these expenses going on, yep. whatever it might be. It may be that I don't really know how to, manage my relationship when I'm traveling all the time and my spouse may not be, Mm -hmm. you know, these are things that people often overlook, forget to think about because we get busy in the work. And then, I mean, one of the things that happened when um, I was at national speakers association this past summer was there was a panel where we put it together to talk about how do you integrate? Well, it was all about spousal relationships and being in the business. But one of the big things that came up when we started polling people before we did the um, workshop was how do you reintegrate back into home life after being out on the road? 
Mm-hmm. Because there is a challenge there. It's like you come back, you're either really exhausted or maybe you just had three really great speaking gigs for the week and you're on a high and you walk in and your spouse is like, okay, well, life has sucked here because this has happened. This happened. This, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's like, how do you find that really beautiful balance? And again, I say it's that, I use the word permission again. It's like giving yourself permission to say, okay, hey, here's where we need some help. I can't do this on my own. I need to have, you know, whether it's a therapist or whatever, working with us to go, how do we manage this and really make sure our relationship stays priority as much as what we're doing in our professional life. And I think it's just, it's critical to start looking at these things. And it's, I love that you're focusing on this theme of permission as we start off 2019, because 2018 for me, you know, starting with the stylist, you know, was a year for me of giving myself permission and letting go and embracing that help in a way that I hadn't before. So working with the stylist was wonderful and has helped me on that front, but it's also the first time I let someone else handle my taxes and take that stress off my back. I worked, I joined my first mastermind. I embraced coaching. Uh, I went on a retreat for speakers and worked on my craft, mastering my craft. I hired an assistant to help make my business easier to manage the day to day in a way that I didn't have the energy uh, to do. Um, so being able to see that growth over the course of 2018 has sort of emboldened me to do that even more as we move into 2019 because I've seen sort of the benefits of that. I've seen that bear fruit. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that I'm personally just trying to focus on, um, you know, bringing those experts in and acknowledging those areas where, you know, sure, I could learn to do all of these things, but is that where my time and my mind space are, are best spent? Probably not. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting that you brought that up. And this is kind of be like Rick's true confession here. So over the past couple of months, I've really been like, okay, what is it coming at, you know, into the end of the 2018, it's like, man, I've been busting my ass trying to get some gigs, doing all this stuff, keeping the, co- the coaching pieces easy because I get those people pretty regularly. <clears throat> and then suddenly, you know, now we're collaborating, working together, both of us with Grant as another side hustle for each of us. And as I started going through this, I thought, okay, what is it I really want to be doing in 2019? I, I just, what is it that's like turning me on, turning the crank on? And I, I kept coming back to like this center essence of where I started my, you know, coaching practice and all this started to happen, coaching, speaking, all that stuff was working with men coming out of the closet late in life. And I started feeling really tugged to this. And you know this because you've been following this all along the last Mm -hmm. few months that I got tugged to really working with men and their stuff and men and masculinity. And in the past three weeks, it's really hit that, you know what, I want to go back to this center. I want to be this guy who's working with men that are older in their 40s who really aren't doing that thing they want to do. And if they do it, they're really, truly going to embrace living life on their terms. It's giving them that permission. And as I started like, oh God, yes, I feel this. And even now as I'm saying it, I'm feeling the goosebumps again. And so now I'm launching a new podcast in addition to this one that's going to be just centered around 40 plus year old guys. And the interesting thing that I gave myself permission to do is go back to the way I've always done this. My podcast, my writing, and everything else will lead and guide everything else that happens in my business versus I was pushing so hard to be a speaker and all this stuff this past year and things weren't happening. And I know why it wasn't happening now. It's like the, the light bulb went off. It's like, no, start with the stuff that you're known for. You're great on podcasting. You're great at writing and let that stuff feed. Somebody's going to go, okay, we need to bring this guy in to talk. You know, that's the way I see for me, but I had to give myself permission to go, okay, I'm going to let, 
speaking become the organic thing that starts to happen and let the other things drive the business. That doesn't mean I won't go for some gigs. I mean, I've still got some gigs on my list that I'm going for, mm -hmm. but it isn't going to be, okay, here's the front and center. And that was a huge thing for me to say, okay, I'm going to give myself permission to not make this the forefront priority. It's still a priority, but it's not the thing I'm pushing for. And I believe that that is what sometimes we need to do is stop, take a breath, take a beat and go, is this really the thing I'm supposed to be doing? And if not, give ourselves permission to go explore the other stuff. And what I, what I love about that, there's two things in what you just said that are kind of sticking out to me that, that are resonating with the same thought patterns I'm having lately. One is that permission to say no. I know that particularly as an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or a small business owner, there's this incredible pressure to take everything that comes your way. It's kind of this fear of famine, right? You never really know right. when stuff's coming, so I got to take everything. I've got to say yes. Um, but I, I was recently told, and, and I'm sure this is a common quote. I can't remember who's first attributed to, but every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else, right? You're taking up that space in your day, in your calendar, in your mind where you can't do the things that maybe are closer to your core. So I've been trying to be better about saying no to things that prevent me from doing those things that are at my core. Yes. Um, and the other thing you said in there that, that I think is so key for us, especially as we're starting a new year is to give yourself permission to reflect on the things that worked. And it, mm -hmm. again, it's so easy for us to get stuck in the day to day and the task list and be reactive I, I just got back from a weekend with my mastermind where we gave ourselves that permission to reflect what mm -hmm. was my proudest moment. What are the things that lit me up? What are the things that made me happy? What are the things that, you know, really gave me life and energy to keep moving forward? And the more time you spend thinking about those things, not only does it just improve your mindset, you're feeling happy, you're going back to those feelings of pride and happiness and joy. Mm -hmm. Um, but it reminds you of what your core is. Sometimes it's not until you kind of step back and reflect that you see, man, when I'm doing ABC, I am at my best. I'm at my happiest mm -hmm. and my proudest. And it reminds you that, you know, X, Y, Z is not where you should be spending your energy because it doesn't give you those feelings. But unless you make time, dedicated time to sit there and ask yourself those questions about what lights me up, what gives me energy, mm -hmm. what makes me happy and proud, you can't refocus on doing more of those things. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one of, um, it's interesting that we're having this little conversation because the article just came out between Christmas and New Year's on Good Men Project, where I said, screw the goals, screw the resolutions, ask the questions. And it's like my top 10 questions to ask yourself at the end or the beginning of the year that have nothing to do with setting goals. Uh, one of the questions that so we, my husband and I were out with a group of our friends, we went to this great um, Christmas market here locally, and it was all a bunch of gay men. And, and not that that matters, but there, there is a piece to this story that matters. And so we're having a good time, and we sit down to all have dinner at this outdoor market. And my husband says, so guys, and he asks one of the questions. Now, most of these guys know that both of us kind of do this personal development work. Immediately, two of them got really uncomfortable. And I thought, okay, he asked whatever his question was and everybody kind of answered. I said, okay, so I've got one. I said, what's the most uncomfortable thing that happened to you this year that you're so glad it happened, but you won't admit it. And it was so interesting because suddenly they were being asked questions that weren't about what's the goal you're setting. It's like, what's that thing? And you know, what did you learn from it? Because these questions are what move us forward. They're the things that open those doorways and get us going. If I hadn't asked myself the question, 
do I really want to be pushing this hard again this year to get speaking gigs or wouldn't my time be better spent really crafting this new podcast and stepping back into writing and doing the thing that I really love and letting that happen? I could be starting this year right now, pounding my head against the wall and I'm not okay. I'm pounding it against the wall in a different way, but it's, I'm pounding it against the wall. And I kind of like it, you know, to, it's like a okay. positive end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I love it. So since I brought that article up, I will make sure it is on the show page here because it is an interesting, you know, 10 questions you should be asking yourself instead of setting goals and all this other stuff. So, and I think one of the things that's key for me at the end of the year too, is I think, I tend to find myself very focused on business, right? So thinking about business goals and business growth and what's working, what's not, where's the revenue coming from. I have to make it a point for myself to ask about that in a personal way too. It's one of the things I'll ignore or forget if I don't do it with intention. So asking, you know, when did I feel my healthiest? When did I have my most energy? How much sleep do I need to be getting? You know, uh, for me, one of the choices I made earlier this year was to see a therapist every single week because it helps keep me centered, helps keep me focused, helps keep me happy. So making sure that as you're doing this sort of end of year review, that you're also making a specific point to think about your physical health, your mental health, um, because it's, it's easy for us to set aggressive goals for sales, for business, for career, and to sort of forget that we are, we are a creature that requires nurture and, and Sometimes you need to be just as intentional about the actions you take and, and the things you say yes and no to from that perspective as well. You know, that reminds me of something that Elizabeth Gilbert, um, Eat, Pray, Love, Big Magic. And I'm trying to remember, I think it's in Big Magic, but it may have also been, I heard her say this on a podcast too. <clears throat> as she was, it's actually in Big Magic. So um, when Big Magic was getting ready to come out, she talks about, you know, okay, the book tour is coming up and, here we go. And she just finally hit a wall and she told her publicist, we're going to Canada. I think it was Toronto or Montreal or somewhere. And the publicist comes back and says, yes. And we have this one, this one, this one, this one. And Elizabeth said, I said, great. We're going to be there for one day. Pick the two that make the most sense to do. Yep. And the therapist or her, her publicist came back and said, well, you know, I can tighten the schedule and we can do all four. And Elizabeth said, great, pick the two that <laughs> makes the most sense to do. Because, and these are her words that tie to what you just said. I have to take care of my animal. And if my animal isn't doing well, I will not be doing well. Mm -hmm. And her, she sees her body as her, it's our animal. It's our mammal. We're mammals. Yeah. So our animal, if we're not taking care of our animal, we can't do anything else. And that was such a powerful statement in that book. That was something that I, I intuitively know this for myself, but I have to remind myself every once in a while, going to the gym just isn't about trying to lose weight and all that. Going to the gym is that break in the middle of the day for me. That says, okay, you get to step away. Even if it's only for 30 minutes, you're stepping away from everything else. You're just being present there. If it's a walk, I'm stepping away. It's this mental well-being. I have, you know, like you do, I have my masterminds. Those are key critical to me, not only for my business, but for my mental well-being. Because right. we are out here doing this stuff on our own. And this permission to give yourself some stuff that may be out of the norm of what you think you need is really the gist of this conversation today is what is it you need to give yourself permission to go do, whether it's leave the job, whether it's get a therapist, have a stylist, take that gym time, 
have conversations with people who are in the same space that you are, give yourself permission to realize you are not alone and everybody else is actually pretty much going through the same stuff. They just may be a few steps ahead of you or a few steps behind you. And that's what makes the difference. And I think the, the beautiful side effect of embracing that whole process is mm -hmm. that if you open up about it to other people, you will find a depth of connection that you did not even mm -hmm. realize was possible. Mm -hmm. you know, that being able, like, like we were talking about earlier, talking to other speakers about how to keep your relationship at home strong, that's something, it's hard to admit that that's something you, you mm -hmm. need to work on. But when you open up, you get, you know, you get the, like you said, the, the knowledge that you're not alone, which is, is fulfilling even in, in and of itself. But you also get advice and you get experience and you get suggestions. And whether it's, it's your personal relationship or your health or any of these other things, if, if you open up to the possibility that other people have insights that may be valuable for you, the, the closeness you feel with those people helps feed the positive as well, knowing that you have someone who's on your side or on your team or supporting you or rooting you on, I think is, is so important. Absolutely. So I'm curious, since we're focused on this whole permission thing, and you've already talked about the stylist and the assistant and all that stuff. Uh, as we get ready to wrap up here, and I, I'm going to go first since you kind of already shared stuff, but mm -hmm. I'd love to know if there's one other thing you really that kind of sticks out in your mind that you gave yourself permission to do this year that you're really glad you did or something you want to give yourself permission to do this coming year. So I know for me, the thing that I recently gave myself permission to do was kind of like I already decided, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make my speaking the focus. I'm going to let other stuff become the focus. But what I really gave myself permission to do, because I've had people say this to me over the last six months, is to see myself as an influencer. I'm not just a coach. I'm not just a guy who has a podcaster. To see myself as an influencer with a big voice. I'm a ballsy guy. People say that. I say what I want to say. I talk about my life openly. I talk about being a, <laughs> a cheater and all these other things, you know, and I'm giving myself permission to own that this year, that I'm going to that space that I typically wouldn't, to let loose, to have some fun, to do this stuff. And does it scare the crap out of me? Of course it does, because I don't know what it's going to look like. But in that permission to go be bigger, play bigger, be that influencer, also comes this aliveness and this excitement, as you said earlier, that waking up every day and going, I'm really excited to be going and doing what I'm doing. Yes, you're going to have tough days, but I wake up now thinking, I'm doing this for men. Men who are in the same freaking space that I have been who are like, I'm sick of doing what I'm doing. I keep saying I'm going to do this thing. I'm tired of being you know, the breadwinner or I'm tired of being in a relationship that isn't working. And being able to inspire these guys to go, okay, I'm going to do this. That to me lights me up but I can't get there if I don't give myself permission to go own this. So that's kind of my little thing. So I'm curious, is there anything else either this coming year or in the past year, you're really glad you gave yourself permission to go do? It's interesting because I think mine is pretty tightly related to yours, but almost from a, from a different angle. So I have allowed myself in the past year or so to particularly, like I said, feel the pressure of being a public person of needing mm -hmm. to have it all together of, creating a curated experience and a brand and all of this. 
And I have been trying, especially lately, to be a little more transparent about the things that aren't working and about the steps that I've taken to create this brand, this image, this life that I have. I think it's very easy for someone to see the life of an entrepreneur or the life of a speaker as this glamorous, wonderful thing that we just fly around the world and everything's perfect and everything's wonderful and beautiful and Instagram worthy. And the fact is my life is not that a lot of the time. And so I feel a level of responsibility to try to be more transparent about what's not working about my struggles along the way. And it's part of why I shared that story about, you know, the fashion choices and hiring a stylist like I did last week and and did here today. Um, And I think it's because I feel I can help more people with that honesty, even if it's more uncomfortable. That if someone looks at me and says, oh, she's got great style, that does nothing for me. If someone looks at me and says, I can achieve something similar because she shared her process, that to me is way more fulfilling. And so I'm, I'm making an effort truly to be more open and honest about the things that aren't, don't make for such a curated feed that don't make mm-hmm. for such, a, such a perfect image and, and trying my best to share the struggles along the way so that hopefully others can learn from it and that people have a realistic, you know, image of who I am as a person. I don't want to create for them or for myself this image that, that I've got it all figured out. And that if mm-hmm. they see me every time I always look like I do on stage, you know, I remember that this came to, I, I was at an airport recently after a gig and you know, I had, the gig was over. I had comfy clothes on. I was getting ready for a flight and someone came up to me at the airport and wanted to take a selfie. They, they saw, recognized me from the event. Hmm. And I remember thinking in that moment, like it's all come crashing down. They're seeing me mm-hmm. sort of in this other version of myself. And I realized that I had allowed myself to create a, a public version that wasn't yeah. fully accurate, not with intention, not maliciously, but right. by not sharing all those parts of my experience myself, I was creating pressure for myself and creating an, an awkward situation for them too. So I'm trying to be more, more transparent, trying to share a more complete version of my life um, in, in hopes that it helps other people along the way. And I, it almost, uh, not even almost always does. It always does. I think of some of the, Speakers I admire most that we both know, Jay Bear, um, Scott Stratton, um, you know, gosh, um, Tamsin Webster, all these people that I watch. And what makes them really, really good is they're totally transparent. Mm-hmm. They just say what's, what it is. And it's an interesting balance to get to. I, I, I get it because I remember when I started showing more of myself when I was speaking about my experience coming out and the truth behind some of the stuff. It was scary, but then people began to connect and it wasn't because I'm like, okay, let's get the accolades. It's like the more I could connect, then somebody would come up to me and they would say, you know what? I've been struggling with this. I'm so glad you brought this up. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's when you really realize you're stepping into what you're meant to be doing here on the planet, whether it be what I'm doing, whether it be the marketing and business stuff and telling stories that you do with story fuel. It's about helping people see this is where the connection point is. And ah, if she can do this or if he can do this, I can do this too. It's that simple. So um, that's it. Awesome. So I just got to say, I'm so excited. We now really literally get to work together, even though we hardly talk to each other. Um, <laughs> but it's really cool to like watch each other going through this and um, really, truly seeing each of us having given ourselves some permission to go do some stuff this past year that will just continue to help. And I thank you so much for, coming on and sharing this and showing yourself truly in that transparent way and giving people an insight of what can happen 
when you fully step in and give yourself permission to do the thing you're meant to do. So have a great new year. I know we'll be yeah. talking, but um, thanks so much for a great conversation today, Melanie. I really appreciate it. And thanks for being part of my tribe. Yeah, absolutely. All right, there you have it. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end, but that's okay. We're going to be back in just a couple of days sharing more stories, tips, tricks, and wisdom for helping you live your life uncloseted. And you know what? You can share it too. Just take a few moments if you like and if you believe in this podcast and share it with someone you know today. Share it from your phone, go share it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you are. Maybe even give us a rating review because you know what? It's all about the planet living their life uncloseted. I'm Rick Clemens, host of the show and the guy who helps you make those big, bold moves. And I hope you never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted. Catch you real soon. Take care, everyone.